Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining us today. Um, As I've said yesterday, we are doing episodes every day this week, telling COVID border stories. Um, Thank you again for listening. Thank you for sharing. We are wanting to get these stories out and raise exposure about what is actually happening. Um, And part of the reason is that hundreds and thousands of these people that are stuck over the border um, have been contacting state government, local MPs, Human Rights Commission, media, police, Queensland Health, and just feeling absolutely helpless. Um, And so we're trying to get our stories out there. Now, I'm really excited about today because we have a guy as well as as well as a girl. We've had all girls so far, but welcome, Crystal and Ivan. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for Thank you. <laughs> We've just been having a good chat before, so I I feel like today's conversation is going to be great. Although apparently I'm frozen on their screen in a smiling state, so <laughs> see how we go. Um, so guys, can you tell me a little bit, you know, about about yourselves, just so everyone knows who you are? Yeah, sure. So um, we're married and very much in love. It's our five year anniversary this October, actually. So very excited for that. Um, we are from Sydney, New South Wales, and two children, one who is five and one who is two. Um, I am, I'm a recruitment manager, so I work in sales, and my husband is the handyman of handymans and um, painter. You're going to do really well here in Queensland. We need good tradies. I find some of the Queensland tradies aren't very reliable. We need a good So you guys are in Sydney, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes. So you've got a beautiful little family. Um, You are one of the stories where you have been left uh, homeless um, because of this whole pandemic. So tell us, you bought a house up here in Queensland, not not too far from me, actually. Tell us about that. Um, So uh, what happened was we were were looking around Sydney and we thought, you know, we'd be able to afford something now, um, given you know, we, we were working really hard and saved a few pennies. And um, it just, we went out one weekend, looked at a few open houses that were advertised for one price. And uh, when discussing with real estate agents, they uh, they blew the prices out of the water for us. And we we're like, well, hang on a second, we can borrow this much. What can we get for that? And he goes, oh, you'd be lucky to get something next to a railway station we're on a main road and we're like, no, stuff that. So we got home that day and um, we're sitting on the couch and we we're quite deflated. And um, jokingly, I said to Crystal, oh, next, next stop's Queensland. Um, and it slowly started turning some cogs. And um, over the course of that evening, we sort of secretly were, didn't, didn't tell each other, but we were having a look at uh, real estate in Queensland and, Sure enough, uh, not the following weekend, but the weekend after, we, we booked flights for it and we went up and spent the weekend just smashing out houses, seeing what, what areas we liked. And, and we drove so much. Yeah, we, we did like like 1,500 Ks in those couple of days. And Queensland's uh, big. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of land to cover and a lot of houses that we wanted to see. So we could tick them off our list and know where we wanted to be. And we, we really felt like we did our homework and um, we got back 
to Sydney and we've made a couple offers on some houses and uh, we were fortunate enough that um, Crystal's uh, family went and had a look for us at a, at a couple of houses that we liked and um, we fell in love with one and we put an offer in and we got it first go and we didn't know how to, how to react. Like, that was just like, I still, don't, I still don't believe I own a house in Queensland and I've never seen it before. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's yeah. Crazy. So, yeah, we, we, we were just... Um, we thought like, oh, yeah, we'll put the offer in and then next week we'll just go up and have a look at it. Yeah. And, like, it'll be fine. But so, meanwhile, in the background, um, uh, you know, COVID started kicking in and uh, all these new restrictions started coming into play and, and we were just thinking, well, look, if we need to move house, they're still letting people move house. Like yeah. we can, we will have nowhere to live. Surely they'll let us move to our house. Um, and then it just kept escalating and escalating and escalating. And we'll still, we'll still fall, no, we'll still be all right. And um, when the, the the border completely closed for that two weeks, it just sort of, it was just a big kick in the guts because we were like, whoa, there was so like, much whoa. uncertainty. Like yes. we had, we had border passes that we, had planned and mm. you know we were um everything got cancelled so we had border passes on the 30th of august and then we just got this random message saying your border pass has been cancelled you have to reapply it on the 5th but you can't when you reapply on the 5th it has to be you know 14 days before you leave so i was like yeah. okay we're due to leave on the 23rd that's when our removal is there that's when the flights are so i was like i won't apply until the 7th um so we've been following the direction but then we find out you know, after applying on the 7th, that a couple of days later, they're actually going through all the applications from the 5th of um, September in chronological order. So now we have thousands of people in front of us with yep. no idea of when we're going to hear back mm -hmm. and just no idea of what's going to happen. And they're only processing something like 90 a day. Like, what's that yeah. crap? Mm. What? Yep. With, haven't they got more people to process these applications? Like... I know they've taken like twenty five. They've taken twenty five days to process a half an hour's worth of applications, as we all know, because we're sharing our stories on our shared Facebook page that we're in, which is the only place we're getting information. Yeah. Um, so, did you get to come up and see your house that you bought? No, no. no I, we we applied twice and uh, we were denied twice. Um, you know, even though it's not an exemption to go see the house that you're going to buy. <laughs> I, I, I explained, you know, there would be no other contact. I'd purely go on a plane, jump in a car, drive to my property, and drive back, and there'll be no other. I won't interact with any other people. Not yeah. enough. Um, and like from their standpoint, I, I somewhat understand because yeah. they don't trust people. But um, you know, where, where's the where's it where's it stopped? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it would stop when people are homeless. They have nowhere else to go. Yeah. That's when it should stop. And people yeah. are literally, I agree. I mean, we've all seen some of those families that are just over the border here in New South Wales in tents in the storms, which we've had, we hardly get storms here, but we've had about three storms. Um, and, and I think some of them, one of them's a single mom and they're just sitting there in tents. Um, so, cause what did you guys do with the house that you were staying in? You were in a unit in Sydney. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. have people that were already like designated to come in on that date and we couldn't just say, well, sorry, you can't come because then they would be, you know, homeless. And I, I myself just couldn't do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just kept going with what it was. And I still like at that time, it was like, maybe I was being a bit silly about the whole thing. But I was like, oh, it'll be just a couple of days. Then we'll get the call. Then everything will be fine. 
But then I start seeing the delays and I start seeing the processing application numbers. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is actually bigger than what I thought originally, you know. And it's just like the system has failed and the system is not working for not just us, but so many families that are in a lot tougher situations than us, you know. Um, And it's just heartbreaking to hear it and see it and for nothing to be done about it, you know. Like just let people get over the border, let them home quarantine. We have all the applications that we need to do that, you know, we have the ICT network for that, you know, um, if, if a close contact in Queensland can do it, like, why can't we, why are we so different from those people, you know? That's so. a good point, actually. That's a really good point. Yeah. And it's so, um, it's so frustrating just to watch people like you be stuck in limbo. So where are you living at the moment? So we're lucky enough that um, Ivan's parents have putting us up at the moment um and you know they have room for for us but not for our whole family you know um and it's just it's very I would say busy my my kids are sleeping on a fold-out lounge kind of thing uh on the floor and um oh here we got one now comes one say hello hi sweetheart oh you're gorgeous Matt, you're the second man on this show. <laughs> yes, and, and they're too little to understand what on earth is going on. Like it must be so um, upsetting for them. Well, the sometimes they think of it as a holiday, but then you know there's a lot of questions. Like all their all their belongings are in a container, shipping container somewhere. Like we don't even know where it is. It's in storage, um, and it's safe. We know that, but you know they don't know where they don't know, they don't understand why it's all happening like this how come their all their room is not here they're just living out of a suitcase yeah my um, daughter keeps asking because like also with her cat she's like when am i going to see marshmallow again like she was really close to her cat and i was like you know we just be four days and i know it's not it's just a cat but she was quite close to it and she started school next year and it's her first year at school and i really just wanted her to kind of go to the daycare and kind of you know make some friends and have that whole transition of moving states to be a nice transition yeah. and now it's just it's just chaos and you know to think that we have to go to hotel quarantine for two weeks after this like I don't know how I'm going to do that for those two children like they are they're outdoor kids that's what, that's why we bought land like they need <laughs> they need outdoor um so yeah we're just trying to distract them at the moment because it's um it's almost too hard to explain it to them yeah to- totally so and what about the financial toll that this is taking on you guys I mean you know, not rolling in money, obviously. It's so hard, to, which is why he's leaving Sydney. My dad used to live in Sydney, by the way. His, he bought his house for 100 grand when he first um, moved there. And then he sold it just as the global, the GFC hit. And he sold it for one point something million. Now it's worth, I don't know, three or something. He's in Chatswood. Wow. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And now he's done the same thing in Adelaide. But um, we did the same thing as you guys. We moved from Adelaide here to Brisbane and bought a house 10 years ago. But what about the financial toll this is having on you? guys yeah it's so it's, stressful. it's difficult um i mean like i had to stop working i stopped working uh a week before we moved um just so i could pack up our unit and make sure everything was you know had all our ducks in a row before we had to leave um and you know i knocked back a lot of work yeah. um being a painter I was, I was quite busy at that time i had to let go of one of my guys like the guy i employed um and i was ready to move up and I still am ready to move up, but uh, I can't. I can't take on work because I don't know 
if I'm going to get the call tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, you know, if they said to me, oh, okay, you, your application is going to be processed on this date. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can expect to come up, you know, between, I don't know, yeah. somewhere at the end of October. I, I can take lots of jobs, you know, but I'm in limbo. Um, yeah, Crystal can do a, a bit of work from home, which is fortunate. She she keeps the, the wheels turning for us. Yeah, I think it's just more like um, what we, because I'm a bit of an Excel spreadsheet crazy person. Um, <laughs> and what I originally like forecasted for, you know, the move and what it actually ended up being was like a huge amount of difference. Like just little things like, um, like Ivan's got, a really close friend in Queensland and he has a truck license so he was going to drive down we we're going to you know pack everything up then we we're going to drive up and then drive our cars across and literally like 1200 which is still a bit of money but that would be like kind of maximum of what we we're looking at doing but just our removalists alone were like what um and then we've got you know flights to go up, which would be at least a thousand. We've got hotel quarantine. We have to do that. There's seven thousand five hundred because it's not just myself, and my husband. I've got my mother who's with us, and my two children. Um, just everything like a gardener every two weeks now because we bought land. Um, you know that costs money. Our insurance. home insurance yeah. uh, has tripled because it's not an occupied uh, home anymore. I did not and know that. It's just everything, like yeah. little things, but they actually are quite substantial and they add up. And then every day I'm just kind of looking like at my account, like, plus we've got a whole new mortgage. Like we bought a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new mortgage that we're trying to do as well. And, um, you know, we're taking a big leap, but it was for our family. And, you know, right now we're not seeing the benefits of it, but I know that, you know, one day we will get there, but it's um, it's hard to see all that money going and we're not living where we should be. Or, or making the money that we were. <laughs> anticipating to make when we made those decisions yeah yeah totally so all, all of these expenses and and no work you know like you said Ivan for you um yeah. and plus you were saying too like you've, you've had to employ gardeners because it's in a fire hazard zone and you've got to keep the garden maintained and it's just this empty house of which I had no idea that insurance went up when it was empty yeah yeah oh. substantially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and things like now we have to um like not just even just pay for the removal list, but like all of our stuff is in containers right now. So we have to pay for storage for that. And that's also a huge cost. And that's I don't know when that's gonna end. Like when are we we're just gonna keep Yeah, I them. spoke to them yesterday and uh explained it and they, they actually couldn't believe what was going on. Like they're mm. just like I explained it to them and they said, Yeah, we've been hearing a little bit about it, and I explained it to her a little bit more, and she was just like this is just ridiculous. Like, how can they do that to Australians? Like, is this a COVID hotline that you spoke to someone? No, the removalist company. Oh, the removalist company. Yeah, the removalist company. We spoke to them. Uh, I spoke to them yesterday because they sent me a, a invoice for the final payment, mm -hmm. and they were going to drop our stuff off on the sixth of October. Yeah. Um, and I rang them yesterday saying, "Well, you're going to have to if you can postpone it. Like, I'm going to say the twentieth." And then yep. I'll call you on the 20th and I'll, hopefully I'll have a date by then. Yep. So. And this is the frustration. We're not being told anything. These are our lives here. You know, like I said, I just spoke to, been speaking to people all week. Um, you know, my own daughter who's stuck. These are your lives. And if you call the hotline, they're not telling us anything. It's only, I think right. some of us in the Facebook page received an email. A couple of people received an email letting us know numbers 
something like there was 11,000 applied, 3,000 have been processed. We pretty much worked out if based on those numbers at how slowly they're processing it, um, that you know, you're going to be waiting forever, but you just don't have a date so that you can plan. Yeah. That's the most frustrating thing. It's like, I just want to know yeah. where we're at, what to expect, you know, because, you know, it's not like we, we can't, you know, stay here forever and, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a comfortable, you know, kind of. Look, I'm happy to wear an ankle bracelet for a couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. at my house over there so I can prove to them I'm quarantining, you know what I mean? But yeah. Uh, or just like, test us, like test us at the yeah. border, the anti-rapid testing. Rapid antigen yeah. testing. Give it to us, like, like <laughs> go on. Yeah. That's what it's made for, right? Let us go home. I know. I, I told my daughter, I said, hey, sweetie, why don't you quickly go and date an NRL player? Because yeah. be, hey, we'd have the red carpet rolled out for you. you. You'd get a private jet here. Like maybe Chris Hemsworth can adopt you. We'll just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how, I mean, look, lucky you guys said at the beginning that you're in love and you're doing well because, you know, I mean, this is testing for a lot of people's relationships and, you know, how are you guys going? You seem really positive, but how are you going like emotionally with everything? Yeah, I think we're getting like, um, I'm lucky because I I have like an amazing husband and we have an amazing family that is supportive of us. Um, I would say I've had I've been a bit quieter as a person and probably drinking more than what I should. <laughs> we both are. <laughs> we both are. That's the way that I cope, okay? Only because, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's not fun times, but, you know, I try to, we try to stay as positive as possible only because it's not really for us, it's for our children. Like, we can't be moping around and be like, oh, my God, we're homeless. Oh, my God, we're broke. Like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We have no jobs and nothing. And that would just freak them out. So yeah. Our daughter is, is really switched on and, and um, I mean, she picks up on the most minute details. Like, even if we just say a couple of words to each other and she'll go, why are you guys talking to each other like that? You know? yeah. and, so, so she's right onto it. So we're just, um, we're trying to reflect how we want them to feel and uh, we're trying to stay upbeat about it. And the good thing is we're at my parents' house and they're loving the kids being around. So it, it's, it, makes it, no <laughs> it makes it a lot easier, um, you know, and they're running around with the kids and they're loving it. And um, so, so yeah, it makes it a lot easier. But yeah, we, we're being good with each other. We, at first it was a little bit, you know, um, we were a bit snappy at each other, but we come to the realisation that we're both in this and um, yeah. we're both, both going to be stronger when we get out the other end. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just what we do in the meantime that's important. Yeah. Yep. And I say, if you've got your family and you've got each other, you know, then you've got everything that really counts. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys are amazing. I've really thoroughly enjoyed talking to to both of you. Um, And honestly, I'm really, really thinking about both of you. Um, And I know everyone's keeping connected on this Facebook page, which is just like a lifesaver, you know, but Look, like you were saying before, the information is just changing daily, if not multiple times a day. And so, you know, have you tried calling the hotline or the police? Because apparently it's the police that process this. I have like sent numerous letters to so many people. I've spoken to my local MP on the phone. Um, I have called the hotline like three times in one day, um, spoken to several different people. And I, you know, 
I try not to get frustrated at people on the other side of the phone because I know that they're just kind of like the middleman doing their job and they've just got a script and that's kind of what they're going through, right? So, but it's just very frustrating that they can't even tell me anything like, where is my application up to? Like, can you go in and look at it? After 10 days, they were, they said to me originally, after 10 days, call back and you will be able to escalate this. And then on day nine, they sent a, an email to everyone saying they are no longer escalating the applications and they are expected to take longer than 10 days and just to be patient pretty much. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I've booked in everything and you're telling me to be patient when literally my home is going to be moved in a couple of days and my life is who knows where. Um yeah, it's it's yeah. very I think it's just anxious. Like every every day I'm on my phone and I'm looking at the updates yeah. you know, on Anna's Facebook or any updates on any news. And I feel like I'm always on edge because I'm like, what's the update? What's happening? And if someone's talking about like, shut up, shh, I need to know what's happening. And like I feel like I'm very on edge because of that. Yeah. Um yeah. we both are. And that's just not that's not healthy as a human to be like that on a day-to-day consistent basis for a long period of time. It's become our norm now. Like we we always like every every half an hour, I, I feel this uh, uh, compulsion to to just go on Facebook and just check see if, check the uh, our Facebook group and see if any updates have happened or what what minute they're up to now. You know, and um, yeah, every time I look at it, it's just another kick in the guts. Yes. But I mean, we're we're trying to make a, a get our voices heard and and get it um, get this issue of uh, the homelessness of thousands of Australians known as much as we can. We've we've um, sent our stories to uh, the Courier Mail. We've done um, an interview on Paul Murray show on Sky News. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and he's awesome. Yeah, Paul Murray's excellent, um, and hopefully we can we can get a bit of traction. I'm just gonna keep punching, like, like not not for going. us personally. Like we, we don't want to do it just for us personally. Yeah. We're trying to do it for everyone. And you know, uh, when I see people in tents, you know, braving storms, because that's what their life has come when they've got a perfectly great home. You know, a few k's on the other side of the border, that that destroys me. Yeah. It's not right. It's just basic human right and human freedom, and it's just it's really not right to to put yeah. people down to that level. And and the comments that we've had um, making comments on uh, Anastasia Palaszczuk's, uh Facebook page, just you know requesting that we can go home, and you know uh, the the average Queenslander tends to think that we're germ carrying yeah. you know, New South Wales Welshmen. You know, stay yeah. where you are. Your home is New South Wales. Like. Uh, that's not where our home is actually. uh sorry we are one but we are many right yeah <laughs> yeah I don't, know. I don't know it's torn people apart which is really upsetting like this whole pandemic this whole everything has really torn people and i think you know more than ever we should really come together as one like and not do the opposite so yeah i'm a hundred percent in agreement i mean didn't scott morrison change our anthem at the start of this year or last year it wasn't young and free it's one and free and I thought you might as well have kept kept it because we're certainly not one I mean we feel no. like we're all these different countries you know it's like it's like trying to move between countries when it's 
Australia's never been like that. It's, you know, and, and up here in 2018, Anna Palaget put the Human Rights 2018 Act into place here, which actually states that it's a Queenslander's right to move freely in and out of their state. Yeah. So, you know, I emailed the, um, the Human Rights Commission with a complaint and I got an email back yesterday telling me, and this is about obviously trying to get my daughter back, telling me that it would take them six months to investigate. And I thought, well, yeah, we saw that. That's what, what sort of sick joke is that? I emailed them. I emailed them last night with our story as well. Uh, I think it was probably the longest email I've ever sent. So whoever's on the receiving end of that, good luck to them. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's good that you, we're, we're we're just trying to get as much traction uh, yeah. through every avenue possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like I've got nothing else to do. Yeah, no, exactly. You guys are going to become media media personalities. <laughs> next, look, what you can do next is you can go on the block and renovate your home on TV. No, don't. I've been telling you. <laughs> I said because he's like the handy man of handy men. So I could just like no no trades, just get him in the house. And be like, God. <laughs> See these bags in my eyes? <laughs> I'm uh, trying to get my husband to renovate our bathrooms and it's been like pulling teeth without an anaesthetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, just on the bathroom, they're not fun. Yeah, no. Uh, I got a hernia. I did, I actually helped out with the renovation. I got a hernia from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no way. She worked for one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. She, she did it. She did good. I was very, I hard, I was, right? I was very impressed. Hard. Good plan. The hernia was a yeah. good plan. Now you can't yeah, yeah. see what you did get out of the rest of the work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ivan and Crystal, it has just been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. And um, and like I've been saying, everyone, please share these episodes. Um, you know, I think like you guys were saying, it's a multifaceted approach of us just getting the story out because I know all the people I've talked to um, had no idea that this was going on and neither did I really until it happened to my daughter. And then I jumped in the Facebook page and I was like, I can't not do anything. And so um, this, thank I guess, you. my small contribution. But, guys, it's been a pleasure meeting you both. So thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for thank having you. us on. Thank, thank you. you. And keep, keep slugging. Keep banging the doors down. <laughs> oh, don't you worry. This mama bear's been poked. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out roaring. Excellent.